Dylan Gott's got a fat dick, but little balls. John is the same. They do steroids. Well, nice. Welcome to the Wrestling Review. My name is John Hastings. I am the alpha of this podcast. Please welcome Mega Cuck, Big Beta. Uh, Dylan voted for Hillary Clinton in the Canadian election. Got. <laughs> Oh, I, write, I do a write-in vote for fucking Oprah every year, and then I do another write-in vote for please have sex with my wife. That's one of the write-in of votes. Of course. That's right, ladies please. and gentlemen. It's what you've all been wanting. No, Out with the rest of the review, in with the right-wing review. This week, Alex Jones. Nothing to say. The man is right about everything. <laughs> uh, this week on the fucking uh, Who's Right review, it's um, Ben Shapiro because he's owning these fucking losers. I mean, if anyone, and please, and by the way, we are of course joking, all of those people are devils and I hope they get they die in a fire and I'm there to watch and jack jack off. Ben Shapiro did a... Yeah, you got to come out the fire. With my cum, which I can definitely do because I have, as it has been covered at nauseum, large intense loads i once came i once came and someone said oh did like a linen fact the, the linen factory explode because there's so many sheets just falling from the sky and i was like no it's just my cum okay yeah that's what i say who pushed over that milk truck sorry i just jacked yeah up. yeah hey what's with all these ghosts you're welcome um <laughs> yeah visible fucking sticky ghosts we're gonna talk about 2019 today and then we're gonna talk about 2020 you guys know how we do this at this point 2019 first half 2020 second half let's start with 2019 the boring year these are not boring years these two years will be when they write the why did the wwe get sold to fox and vince mcmahon committed suicide by uh, eating his own dick will be the all of the seeds will point to 2019 2020 the fox deal in 2019 the relaunch of the xfl the longest wrestlemania ever the bringing back of hulk hogan like this is the year that they shed so many like i begrudgingly would like i need to stop watching this this was my rock bottom i was a heroin addict for wwe content and this was the like i have no teeth and i'm vomiting green in an alley in, on christmas morning where i was like what am I fucking doing? Yeah, I mean, I've pretty easily stopped watching WWE because I could just watch AEW and there's an, and there's two hours of it. Yeah, not, by the way, by the way, now. there was also AEW this year. Like that's the other crazy thing. AEW starts this year. He didn't see any of it coming. Like it's they, Vince McMahon was desperately trying to get the elite and everyone else into his company. He did nothing to stop AEW's rise, and he just seems shocked that it's successful now. It's very funny. Yeah, uh, all elite wrestling, of course. It debut, it debuted. Mm, that's so good. <laughs> in uh, in uh, 2019, and they did a really good. Uh, they, like they start out really well. Obviously, it's, it debuts in 2019, and they do picture in picture already, which is something the WWE was trying to do. It was they were complaining about ratings. I mean, we're getting all way ahead of ourselves, but all right. First thing that happens: Royal Rumble starts. Chase Field, Phoenix, Arizona. They have the weird holograph thing trying out, which is so stupid. Oh yeah, this is this feels like a million years ago. Weirdly, this feels like yesterday and a million years ago because it's like Ronda Rousey is in is on the card. Obviously, they're still doing Ronda Rousey, um, but like Brock Lesnar's the champ. He beats, of course, Finn Balor for the Universal Title. And Seth Rollins win the Roy wins the Royal Rumble because fuck you. Why yeah, not, it's right? really dumb. <laughs> or it's just like because they have Braun Strowman right there, and Braun Strowman, of course, during 
the pandemic era becomes champion, but they never give him the championship when it's when the people are allowed to see what a big fucking hoss he's going to be when he just like has a match versus the arena and slams the whole. Yeah, but arena for some reason, Vince is like, cool mm, he's not over. What we need, I, and it's like, well, maybe he's. Isn't that crazy? They had like like WCW pushed Bill Kazmaier, who was a strong man. Braun Strowman obviously is was a strong man as well. But it's like Braun Strowman is what Vince McMahon always wanted, where it's literally a strong man who can talk. Like, look, this guy can haul a car. Yeah, who can talk and also wrestle. And just for some reason, he's like, no, because again, 2018, 2019, 2020 are the years of it's literally just going. What the fuck is this guy thinking? Because all Vince is doing basically is um like he's like i love it's I just lo- content I lo- now i love braun Strowman, but i also have crippling dementia so you're gonna have to work around that and they're like well why and he's like oh you'll see and then they're like oh okay he's for some reason like a ta- in a tag team with a kid like it's the stupidest shit in the world the nicholas tag team was pretty good it was not but good. i will say this it was fantastic no february the XFL actually names their first head coach and general manager. This is Bob, uh, Dallas's Bob Stoops. Announced on February 7th, they announced the coaches for Seattle, which was Jim Zorn. Uh, Washington is Pep Hamilton. Tampa Bay, Mark Trestman, who uh, I think he was a special teams coach, coached in the CFL as well. And really the reboot of the XFL is what it should have been in the first place, which was, hey, I'm Vince McMahon. We're going to have football with wacky rules. It's going to be zany. Get some popcorn because I don't know what's going to happen. Hey, look, there's no rules to say dogs can't play football on this, and Airbud is dead. Like, that's what they should have done. Yeah, instead they did one of, like, they did, it, like, again, it's what the Pittsburgh Animals. Oh, okay, so who's on the team? Real animals. The offensive line are gorillas. The XFL. Yeah, Anything yeah. can happen. Welcome to the Seattle, one guy has a gun, but we're not sure who team. Wait, what? And he's like, yeah, one of them has a gun. Just one has a fucking gun. (laughs) If you tackle the guy with the gun, so you have two decisions, you can either tackle the guy with the ball or try and tackle the guy with the gun. And if you do that, you get the gun. Yeah. The XFL. But you do not get to hold the ball and the gun at the same time. It's a, You have to choose which yeah, one. Yeah, you, you can't have. do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, there's like a special thing you can do where you get the ball and the gun, and then it's just a guy with the ball shooting people in the head running down the field. Yeah, like it's – and I, by the way, that was be- – that was pitched to Vince McMahon. This, the 2019 is, and 2020 are the high dirge of Vince McMahon being like, "We're mainstream entertainment. We're Disney World. We are legitimate. We are on a. We are on one of the big four networks on Friday night. We are thing." And it's literally like Vince, you don't need to be on any of those things. You are literally your own world. Be your own world. Instead, you're just like, "Nope, I am not." Like, it's the most schizophrenic, weird decisions continually made. He's a loser. I don't like him. No, well, well, you forgetting to mention this is that uh, the Alliance. This is the worst name for a league, by the way. The Alliance of American Football, which sounds just like we've created a communist nation that also is a football. Yeah, team. yeah, yeah. Um, AAF, which is Dick Ebersol's kid, Charlie Ebersol. So there is an element of this where the XFL starting because at this point, early 2019. The only thing keep television has so much money, and the only thing TV executives have decided that anyone will watch is sports. Well, that's because that's sort of true, though. Isn't that sort of true that like people, the thing that people are gonna you need to make appointment viewing, and sports very much is that. But I don't think that like 
everyone in Orlando is gathering around the TV because they need to know where the Orlando Power Masters or whatever the team was called in the AAF was going to do. But what I'm saying is this is what Vince McMahon runs on because this is it's fucking we're getting the band back together. It's the XFL. He calling his old friend Dick like, you know, that fucking ESPN 30 for 30 they made about us. Let's shove it up their fucking ass. Ebersol. They both put on sunglasses. They got off a plane. But it's again, it's do you remember that 30 for 30 they made for us that was made by your kid? Like it's again, it was like it's bullshit. It's it's woo woo. It's all fucking fakery. Like that's the thing with Vince, especially in this time. It's like, remember, they did this awesome thing that I was a part of. And it was like, no, I I remember that, too. It was 20 minutes ago. No, 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 it wasn't. You're like, I mean, it it was Vince. It's like 20. The Royal Rumble itself is so stupid. Seth Rollins wins. They're pushing Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is already not really caring. And the fans are starting to turn on her justifiably because Ronda Rousey I'm so like Ronda Rousey is the most dominant person in the UFC and she left. So Dana White did what all promoters are going to do, which is like, oh, she wasn't actually that good where it's like, yes, she was between her and Conor McGregor. That's the reason why every Christmas Dana White has snow shipped in from Massachusetts and put in his driveway for Christmas Day in Nevada because he's a fucking maniac and yeah. He won't and but Rhonda listened to him because she's also a fucking head case who spent her entire childhood in fear of sleeping. And so she gets to the WWE and it's just sort of like, oh, this place isn't big time. I should be big time. And the fans justifiably are like, wait a minute, you're like a multimillionaire. We're treating you with respect. Why like fuck you, you fucking asshole. Well, it's also when they've decided that they hate part-timers. Like Brock Lesnar is starting to get a lot of pushback because he's the champ and he's just beating everyone that who they see all the time and then you know goes to a ranch. I mean, I somewhat disagree with that because they were pushing back. They they've been put like the fans and by the fans, I mean they've been pushing back on part timers for a while. The the thing with it is that the WWE has the perfect scapegoat and Ronda Rousey kind of gives them a reason because she's just kind of like oh fuck this and they're kind of like well fuck you. It's very weird. It's a weird time. Well, halfway through her contract, she had essentially decided she didn't want to wrestle anymore because, of course, when there's no story, when the story is this person's dominant and the end story is they win now, of course. And she want, and to be frank, she wanted to start a family and, you know, getting sla- even for a ton of money, getting fucking ripped apart by Becky Lynch wasn't going to do it. And this is also the definite rise of Becky Lynch basically being the chosen woman to take the company to the next level, the only one they had not given the title And to. what is interesting about Becky Lynch also, by the way, is it's actually the first time in probably 20 episodes of the year of Vince McMahon where the fans like someone that Vince is willing to actually acknowledge as a champion. Yeah, because Stephanie McMahon was not an actual wrestler. If Stephanie McMahon had started as an actual women's wrestler, then Becky Lynch would have had a job to her three times to prove that Stephanie's better, and then... That's so very good, Dylan. Dylan's a smart... But back to the point about the AAF and the XFL, Vince McMahon gets vindication because what happens within the calendar year is AAF, XFL start. Um, Charlie Ebersol comes to Vince McMahon and says, hey, do you want to merge leagues? Vince McMahon, uh, Charlie thinks he hung up the phone, and then Charlie goes, are you still there? And Vince says, no, that was me mushing my soft dick against the phone. Fuck you. And the AAF um, crumbles and goes bankrupt within their own season pretty quickly. And this is weird because it's like the entire impetus of the XFL was 
At first, he thought, I'm just going to make a ex- football league to make extra money. And then what turns out is happening is I have an enemy, which is Vince McMahon's reason for getting up in the morning. And then he vanquishes the enemy within the year. So it's kind of like, oh, it sounds weird, but it's like, I thought this was going to be a bit of a rise, but now I'm just like feel normal again. Yeah, like it's a yeah, Vince McMahon didn't realize he's like, oh, I thought I finally found my heroin. I didn't realize that it was just that's what I need to make me normal now. And <laughs> exactly. And they pick cities that aren't aligned with AAF cities. So they are a respecting this new league because NBC Sports is a platform. Obviously, the AAF is made specifically for NBC Sports. Yeah, I wonder how that relationship happened. But again, but even the ex like the XFL deal is very interesting, especially with we know what happens in 2020. It's again, it really feels like Vince McMahon r- forgot the XFL, remembered it because of the documentary, started it. Corona hit, like, now that we know how long the coronavirus goes, there was something way shadier going on with the XFL than them just looking at attendance numbers. Like, it's like, it's again, he gets in huge shit because he sells off a bunch of stock, which affects the stock price. There's, there's a bunch of, like, 2019 is showing Vince McMahon as a bad businessman. A good, influential businessman would have stared Ronda Rousey in the face and been like, stop listening to the fucking fans, get out there, earn your money, and be the fucking heel you need to be. If you need to break someone's arm, break their fucking arm, I didn't say that. I Get the match in the ring. Ronda Rousey is a fucking piggy bank that they basically let die on the vine. The XFL, it's one of those things where it's like, you have a sh- you have an endless amount of money for this sort of things, and people are desperate for sports content. Why don't you actually get someone who negotiates legitimate sports so that you have an investment partner in it, like you did the first time, because you had Dick Ebersol helping you. Oh, wait, you didn't do that because you're a fucking moron. Like, it's just one... It's, yeah. It's... it's, it's it's 2019 is stupid folly after stupid folly to the point that by the and I know we're jumping around a lot, but we get to WrestleMania and WrestleMania. This WrestleMania is unwatchable. It is. It starts off with one of the most bad taste things in the world, which is noted. I don't like those people that play basketball. Walks out and bums everyone out. Like I started watching it with noted comedian and friend of the program Tom Walker. Oh yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan walks out and we watched the first match and then we both were like, I I can't do this. And that's the last. I I haven't watched. I watched the fucking. They changed the theme song though. Yeah, he just came out to the sounds of him fucking Heather Clem. <laughs> he really came out and it was like. When it comes crashing down, racism is fine. Racism's fine, and that is okay. When they when they don't tan, I tell them to move. I am Florida personified. That was the theme song. But yeah, it's this is also a WrestleMania that is a full six and a half years long. It starts off with Seth Rollins, Rock Lesnar. Everyone loves that match, and then it's like, uh, okay, now go to sleep, wake up. What was the best match? Honestly, it all blended into one. My eyes are bleeding. Yeah. All right, what was the best good part night. of that match. Oh, when it ended. When the entire thing stopped being a show. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and it bums everyone out. Baron Corbin beats Kurt Angle, but just because it's Baron Corbin, everyone's upset about it. Um, ends with headline by, and this is the real tragedy: is since the mat, since the event's nine hours long, the mat, uh, the evening ends with Becky Lynch beating Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair for the unified WWE Women's Title, the Raw Women's Title, and the SmackDown Women's Title. Ronda Rousey proved to be the real reason. Obviously, she wanted a kid, blah, 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 from her angle. The reason why she was becoming harder and harder to work with was because she did the thing that, obviously, you don't want any athlete to do, which is, okay, 
this match, here's Charlotte's going to do this and this and this, and Ronda would go, but I would actually beat her up. And then, yes, we know Ronda, but this is fake, so just please imagine you're acting. But I would beat her up. Okay, well, Ronda, last time you were seen in a ring, you got knocked out twice. Yeah, but I won those. Okay, well, goodbye. Yeah, you got knocked out. The first time was because you didn't prepare for the fight. The second time was just because I don't know what you were really doing. Honestly, like it just sort of seemed like you were. Because Amanda Nunez, I mean, if we're going to get into the MMA part, Amanda Nunez was always going to knock her out, buddy. Amanda Nunez got those rocks and those fists. I was on, always going to knock out Honda Housey. That's why they never let me fight her. I mean, what I like about Amanda Nunez more than anything is that no UFC, every UFC fan. She's going to fight her wife? That's the big fight they want to do. Um, her versus her wife? Her and her wife. Her and her wife, Nina Ansarov, also fighters. They want to fight each other and then both retire. I was trying to figure out uh, how to say this, but it's one of those things where it's like it shows the like the most UFC fans want to see that fight because a good portion of them are like, because maybe they'll kiss. I mean, no, mostly everyone is like literally the when Amanda Nunes keeps suggesting it and every single tweet is like. Would we just be paying sixty dollars to see domestic abuse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but we don't know who's gonna win. We don't know. Who, we don't know who's gonna win. Well, whoever wins is like, like that's it's it's just fucked up. It's just fucked up. Where it's like, I mean, siblings fighting, I'd be a much more comfortable with. I mean, but again, welcome to like the UF. Um, you have to remember the UFC. The reason why there's there's only nerds in, is because all the crazy people are in the MMA. Like. Everyone talking like, oh, the locker rooms in wrestling are so boring now. They're just playing video games and hanging out. And it's like, yeah, because all of the people that are like, oh, I got into wrestling because I want to be able to hurt someone. And also, I like to have a reason to move around a lot so they can't figure out why I have all these teeth in my trunk. And it's like, oh, yeah, you used to go into wrestling. Now you go into the UFC and there's a bald man who is friends with some sort of weird Brazilian brothers. that they And all they really do is talk about times in high school when a priest yelled at them. Um you go work for him now. And it's like, okay, cool. Um, anytime I want to negotiate my contract, I'll just retire. Welcome to the, welcome to the UFC. <laughs> but in June, June 27th, and this is something I had completely forgot about. June 27th, 2019, literally a year and a half ago at this point, WWE confirms that both Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman were returning to the company. One of them, Bischoff, was getting SmackDown and Heyman is getting raw. The knee-jerk reaction, of course, to the failing rating and the negative impact of the Fox TV, the negative impact, sorry, of that on the Fox TV deal. Because Fox, they basically signed this uh, deal $250 million a year for five years. And immediately everyone's like, we don't care about this fucking, it's 19 hours of wrestling a week. I nothing. So much has happened that nothing is happening. It's just you're moving the same pieces around in a circle as they have for the last like six years of <laughs> we've been talking about this shit. Like other than CM Punk leaving, it's like CM Punk's leaving. Triple H may die of natural causes on television during a promo. That's about all that's happened. Yeah, I mean... Like, here's the crazy thing is everyone thinks of Triple H as he was just on Raw. He hasn't probably been on Raw in a year. Like, I don't know. I haven't watched since the last WrestleMania because I just can't bring myself to do it. I've watched the Undertaker match from this most recent WrestleMania and maybe the Daniel Bryan-Kofi Kingston match, but I can't really recall. Well, it's just boring. Like, they have this 
same way they want everything to look. They want everything to look really polished because yeah. But again, I think I think actually, but you say we. I again, and the you bring the Paul, the Paul Heyman Eric Bischoff situation and the Fox deal. The Fox deal is so interesting because that's the eventual nail in Vince's coffin. In that, he that was an incredibly penny wise pound foolish deal to make because what no one has talked about is the ratings goals they have to hit with Fox. And Fox is a really smart company. It's run by Rupert. Mur- Rupert Murdoch got got caught fucking bugging people's phones and got away with it in a time when they definitely didn't want him to get away with it. He is a very shrewd, good businessman. There is a reason why he hasn't called in the fact they have yet to hit one ratings goal in the all in the almost two years that they've had this deal. There is a reason for that, and it's either because he's like, we'll lose this money. And then, no, he's not going to be able to go anywhere else. The thing with being on television on Fox is that thing of the second that they boot Friday Night Smackdown off in three years, they're fucked to get another television network because it's like, wait, you failed at that high a height. We have to cool you off for a while. So either they're going to lose three hours of television and a huge amount of revenue or Fox is going to be like, oh, how about this? We'll pay you half of that and you don't get any ad revenue. There is a bunch of stuff where it's just like, Vince, why the fuck would you make that deal? That deal is stupid. Well, of course he would make the deal. It's $250 fucking million a year, you dumb shit. That's a, that's a terrible deal to make because you're going to make that money short term. But you're not going to. The goal of the WWE should be to stay on television for as long as fucking possible in a place where people can see your fucking show. That deal is going to guarantee fucking goddamn fucking fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Dylan, you fuck T. I don't think so. I think I, that he'll just like it'll just be on TV still. No, people are still gonna pay for wrestling because what he finds himself in Vince does in a in a. So the share they have oddly of the TV viewership in 2000, even though they have let's say they had 10 million people watching in 2000, and now they have two million people. 10 million of the people watching TV in the year 2000 is nothing. So they're like, oh yeah, you guys are pulling in great ratings, but at the end of the day, a lot of things are pulling in great ratings. And then you blink and it's 20 years later and it's literally like Fox News is the highest rated television network and then having 2 million people that you know will show up at 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. is the other thing. You have these 2 million people for three hours and you get to show them ads is now huge because it's like it's not it's the not the amount of people it's the share of the it's the share of total people watching like it just becomes it means a lot more Vince McMahon's audience does than it did 20 years ago which is why they get this deal and they're ringing everyone is really ringing the piggy bank out of television give back 10 million and go I don't need to have fucking the the, his ratings deal with USA does not predicate um, does not predicate ratings goals. There is a specific reason Fox News put ratings goal in. It's not like the USA Network is some fucking a fucking office tower. It's NBC. They know what they're fucking doing. Well, and also the 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 reason the weird thing is that Fox buys SmackDown. They want SmackDown on Fox, and obviously we know this as wrestling fans, but it feels like Fox didn't. Is that the inherent belief is raw is more important than smackdown they've nailed that into our heads for 21 when years it's in in many ways it's not it doesn't matter to the looks the audience because it's just fucking rah, 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 like they're just wrestling in the end who gives a fuke no but that's what i mean though like more people watch raw than smackdown but now smackdown has this huge deal attached to it so now not only do they have this quarter of a billion dollar contract each year but they have to retrain their audience that smackdown is 
popular and is worth watching when in my head it's like oh i'll watch wwe i'll watch raw and then i don't need to watch smackdown because who gives a shit which kind of goes to my point and if you ever fucking contract me again i will slap the absolute shit out of you um i absolutely could i'm very strong and i'm very hot i'm a hot boy everyone goes like hey who's that hot guy and they're like oh it must be john hastings and they're like no it's brad pitt brad pitt is often mistaken for me But nevertheless, they pull the ripcord. They're figuring, oh, fuck, we need SmackDown to work out. Why not get Eric Bischoff? Eric Bischoff signs the No Limit Soldiers. And as we all know, there's no pandemic. And the ratings for SmackDown are 1 million per episode. 1 million rating. Not not even amount of people watching. Like 1 million percent of the audience watches it. Yeah, yeah. A million percent of people have to fucking watch it and take other dicks. Um, it's, a, it's a real deal. What's very amazing... What. What's amazing about this is Vince McMahon literally brought in Eric Bischoff to fire Urban Megan. Like, it's literally, I genuinely believe he's like, get me Bischoff, bring him in, um, and is, what's more important is who else returns to the company around this time? Bruce Pritchard. Yes, this is the crazy part. This is, this is him, this is the first time in over 13 years that Vince goes again, because clearly, what's never said on the podcast, and it's interesting he's never said it is, Bruce Pritchard and Stephanie fucking hate each other. Bruce Pritchard brought a gun or whatever the fuck he did, got himself edged out of the fucking company. The second they can, Vince brings him back. And he goes, by the way, in the span of this episode, he goes from having a podcast with a weird mortgage broker to running both of the, the television shows for Vince McMahon. That is true, but it's Vince being like, oh, fuck, I'm starting this XFL thing. I need to lean on people. Who do I lean on? And his only reference for who to lean on is... 20 years ago yeah it's an in- you make a great point well like who else did because he could have been like okay who ran wrestling companies 10 years ago but he doesn't but part of that also is i don't know if he could because he's like who am i gonna get i'll get gabe sapolsky no um like get me rob feinstein uh vince i don't know if you want to hire him <laughs> i said get him for me okay we have a lot in common the uh what I mean is, like, he's never given anyone, he's never taken a vacation or anything, so no one has ever even, like, held the steering wheel, let alone driven the car. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Like, Johnny Carson used to go on vacation, and then he would let people host The Tonight Show so that at least if something happened, someone could fill in, and the audience would be used to the fact of someone filling in, someone kind of running the show for him. Vince never do, has never done no because Vince McMahon's Vince McMahon's much like Jay Leno in that he hates his wife so he'd rather be working. <laughs> Vince McMahon loves work, but July twenty second. No, no, I want to be. I want let's let's be abundantly clear. Vince McMahon can't comprehend love, so he just goes to an office building every day and yells at people. And that's what you should do. Yeah, I mean, probably. I don't know. July twenty second, Vince sold. And this is this is where it gets weird and complicated, and I don't know anything about the stock market. Twelve thousand six hundred twenty-seven WWE shares for a for seventy dollars and twenty-three cents each, worth just over eight hundred thousand dollars. McMahon has had sold over three million shares that previous April that was worth about twenty-seven two hundred seventy million dollars to fund the XFL relaunch. Now, McMahon. Because that sounds like a lot. Owns sixty nine thousand of, and I didn't know this before reading any of this. Company's Class A stock, and just over twenty eight million shares of Class B stock, which approximately represents eighty point one of the comp eighty point one percent of the company's total voting power. So he sold off shares, 
but still can do whatever he wants. Yeah, of course. That's how that works. So when you IPO, we're bringing in Jeff Dunham and his puppets, the champion, eighty point one. Yeah, Boom. why do you like? But again, it's one of those things where that's actually, but that's a, it's a smaller business practice in a way because it's basically he has controlling interest of the company, but it's uh, there's a huge amount of revenue coming in because there's twenty one percent of people have invested money in you, and also like the like the amount of stocks you can create. There isn't like a okay, to equal a hundred, you have to get to a hundred stocks. Like it's an it's a, as I understand it, and I got news for you. I don't. There is a nebul like, <laughs> nebulous number. Like you can have like how many stocks that equal all of the stocks for that company? A milli billion. It just it's like it just it's, matters it's like a lot of things to do. With, it just matters to control with the, if one person has the majority yeah. of the stocks. Yeah, like in Mister Deeds, every single I'd never thought of anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. controlling eighty percent of stocks because in every TV show someone's like. I want 51%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Entourage. Like they only go for 51%? All, the only show Dylan's <laughs> watched is Entourage. Also, it's so good. To, uh, yeah, I've watched all TV is Entourage. Yeah, yeah the, only pro, the only proper television show is Entourage. <laughs> so SummerSlam takes place August 11th. That's in Toronto, Ontario. And the most WWE thing happens, which is April, Becky Lynch is beating not only Ronda Rousey, who's the maybe one of the biggest draws ever in the history of combat sports, and Charlotte Flair, a legacy act. Oh my God, she's beating two people at once for the unified WWE Women's Championship just four months earlier. And then she's still winning her match, of course, but it's against Natalia, and it's the first match on the card at SummerSlam. It's just that whole... They never make any stars, ever. Welcome to the WWE. Who do you like? Well, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, October 4th, SmackDown debuted on Fox. And this is an interesting thing is Eric Bischoff discussing basically why he was fired within four months. And it's quite... Any <laughs> I love Eric Bischoff because he's he's my favorite type of asshole in TV. Oh, of course. And if you guys have ever heard any of the interviews with a guy named Court Bauer, he's also this type of guy, where they'll be like, hey, Eric, um, you had a failure. And then he'll be like, well, I actually do a lot of super sick things, so this failure doesn't even matter to me. What's also Have great. you ever heard no, no, of... No, 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 no. You're missing one. You're very. You're all correct except for one sick aspect of it, which is this. Um, Eric, you failed. Um, uh, I got a nice house in Montana. I can look at mountains. Doesn't sound like a failure to me. No, 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 no. no. Like you know, failure isn't judged on like where your house was because you fucking worked for Ted Turner in the '90s and did really well off AOL stock. I mean, I got a hot wife, man. Yeah, actually, I didn't fail. My life's way better than yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm fucking, I'm fucking sick at wearing leather jackets, bro. Oh no, Eric Bischoff. I guarantee you and I, like, I can smell a fucking guy. I'm gonna fucking want to shit in the mouth of Eric Bischoff. I could not, I could not speak to Eric Bischoff. I would literally just look him in his eye and go, "No, thank you," and walk away. So that was June 26, 2018, that Vox announced that five-year agreement to air SmackDown. They debut October 4th, of course, on 2019. They bring in Bischoff and literally August, or sorry, October 15th, Bruce Pitchard replaced Bischoff as executive director. That's because they start off with 3 million viewers and then they dip below and they keep on dipping the ratings due. And it's exact same thing as pro sports. Someone has to pay. They're going to cut Bischoff off. And then to Fox, Fox is like, okay, well, they're making changes. But in reality, they're not making changes. They're just 
There's a new guy whose ideas I'm going to reject. They're not making any changes because fuck you. Exactly. Bruce Pritchard, or yeah, Bruce Pritchard just kept on pitching, bringing back the million dollar man and trying that's to get what, him to do blow again really so that he good. was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's try and get him to uh, lose Christ and start getting a bit sniff, sniff, fuck, fuck again. Yeah, how about uh, we just uh, call Jerry Jarrett a fucking loser on national television and then be cool? Yeah, how about this? How about this? I think I can get Ted on coke again to the point where he fucks his own son. Yeah. That'll draw some ratings. Yeah, 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 I want everyone to know, and this is very clear, I am the one that thought of how that fun prank we pulled on Owen Hart, Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> oh, the episode of Something to Wrestle With where it's revealed that they actually gave beer to uh, Scott Hall in one of the Stone Cold segments with the NWO that he was like, well, he should be a professional and just drink Oh, the my beer. God. It's <laughs> so crazy. Thing. That's so crazy. Because it's literally just sort of like, hey, I heard you're a Nazi. Uh, I'm a national socialist. There is a difference. Um, but Eric Bischoff basically says exactly what John said. My house is sick. My wife's a babe. Oh, it's so suck me off, ridiculous. Suck me off. Suck me off. Yeah. I got fired, but also... He wants you to know he's doing fucking sick things and he's got a lot of fucking irons on the fire. But also he's like, uh, yeah, Vince is rude to me, but whoa, it's fine. So basically he's like, I'm going to work there again. I know I'm one of the five people that Vince dial, like break in case of TV deal. We got Bischoff back. Like he knows that's going to happen again. So he wants to like keep his name in in the pot there. He's always... Eric Bischoff's that type of dude where it's like he knows the people with money and he'll always cozy up to them because he always knows that like those people aren't going to like at Vince McMahon at, in his mid 70s isn't going to be like, you know, I'm going to do I'm going to branch out and see if some new people I can rely on for my now billion dollar business. No, he's going to get some old dude who's like, I called him and Super Kello is free. Let's make him beat Becky Lynch. Yeah, it's the yeah, I fucking I just it's I can't stop hating this Vince McMahon because I also know Vince McMahon of the 80s would hate this Vince McMahon too like he'd be like why is this old that's true it's honestly true it's like there's nobody hungry jacked out of their fucking mind on coke and roids to take his position now he's just there yeah he's just this old the best you can do is Tony Khan yeah the best you can do is Tony Khan's like trying to recreate his angel fire from 1999 here's what i think should happen the best you can do is just tony khan like calling his dad being like uh daddy 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 money please here's what tony khan is if anyone has seen um <laughs> parks and rec tony khan is john ralphio saperstein that's who tony khan is to me <laughs> i mean aw i honestly have no idea it could honestly it could once again just be exactly like impact where it's like as long as we operate at some sort of loss it doesn't matter because i can just hide i mean some yes you said this forever but at a certain point that also bit impact right in the bootay oh yeah well i mean her basically what happened was his her dad had a day off and opened the mail for the first time it was like what the fuck is this dixie spending money on honey i thought you were i thought you were I thought this was just, you want a company ex- exclusively to protest abortions and wrestling, too. Ridiculous. You got to pick one. I knew you'd pick the abortions. All right. We're closing the wrestling. Yeah. Tell the wrestlers to suck my own asshole. <laughs> November 1st. This is when the flight for Saudi Arabia is grounded. Oh, yeah. This is when Vince McMahon tries to take on a dictator. This is what, again, absolutely stellar stuff. 
hey, can we have your? This is this is Vince gets hard now because he's like, let's fucking go. Charlie Ebersol bent over like a bitch. I'm gonna try and take on an actual dictator oh, really in good. his own fucking country. You can kill as many of my employees as you want. I will not fucking budge. I mean, I don't think you like. I guarantee Vince was on the phone and said, "I don't think you know who you're fucking right now." But um, when my wife pegs me like this, she fucking buys me dinner first. And they were like, "Excuse me," and he just went, uh, "Open the envelope that's in front of you." Um, crown prince and they're like what is this a drawing of and he went muhammad and then hung up the phone and flew back to america (laughs) yeah john or uh vince mcmahon said stuff that was so racist the nasty boys were like that's that's honest i've never heard anyone talk like that nasty eyes vince mcmahon said something so racist um dick murdoch rose from the dead went hell yeah bro and then went back to being dead yeah exactly but yes, uh, there were so AJ Styles gives apparently the most complete description of the situation, which was essentially I'm going to summarize this. Hey, um, they made us wait to get on the plane. They made us wait while we were on the plane. My wife was freaking out. It was it pissed. I mean, me we off. all know why AJ Styles' wife was freaking out, and it had nothing to do with waiting at the plane. Let's be let's let's. Yeah. How are you going to fly if the Earth is flat? Why don't you just run here? It's around the corner. Yay. That's <laughs> what I told the pilot. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, stewardess, why are you not a white person? Pardon me. Uh, the earth is flat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> AJ Styles, the, AJ Styles, of course, is the only one they give comments on this situation, because AJ Styles doesn't believe he should have any rights. Like, he knows he's a worker, and thus an ant, and thus is there to be crushed. Yeah. He's like, I would have been fine if they shot me. Here's why I do not like a union, is that that is another boss. I don't like having bosses. My last boss was my mom, and she used to play a game called Naughty Nurse, where she would strap me to the bed and just hold a knife to my penis and say, anytime the nurse wants. That's why I don't think gay people should have rights, AJ Styles, Styles Clash. <laughs> But there was another report coming out of this that Vince McMahon fucked Linda for the first time in 10 years after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he he only did that because he had a video feed back to the palace in Saudi Arabia, and he was just like, look at this. This is what I fucking think of you. Give me my money, or you'll have to watch this. And Linda, oh, my Lord, Vince. Well, that was the other thing. Vince, during the meeting, just kept trying to pull at the the Saudi dictator's face, uh, yelling, I know you're Ted Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, he kept calling MBS and just kept being like... uh, try and do what you did to Jamal Khashoggi. That prank won't work on me. And they're like, what? Did he think that was a prank? And he was like, <laughs> if it wasn't a prank, why have I been, la- why then explain why I've been laughing for a year? And you're like, this fucking guy. Yeah. That's like when Jimmy Snooker ribbed Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a rib that got out of hand. The, but then after this, after the plane is grounded and everyone's fucking freaking out because they're in a foreign country, and there's a guy who publicly made a journalist disappear a year ago. Yeah, yeah. They they released a statement saying WWE is proud to expand its partnership with the Saudi General Entertainment Authority through 2027. So it's basically like, hey, uh, we'll keep your people captive. And then Vince was like, that's fine. And then the Saudi dictator was like, I like the cut of your cheek. Yeah, of course. Like, what, like, what is amazing about this is Vince McMahon is like, oh, the only reason I am not a dictator is that I o- I don't focus on people's, I don't focus on a country. I focus on people's souls. 
<laughs> yeah, Vince McMahon said, the only god I'm beholden to is Ronald fucking Reagan, and then they shook hands. Yeah, yeah, and they just full J-O'd. In. He, Vince McMahon has been asked to leave the Ronald Reagan uh, library 11 times, because every time he just tries to fuck uh, Air Force One that's there. Ronald, Reagan, <laughs> yeah, Ronald Reagan's uh, presidential library, only one that has Air Force One at it. That's fucking insane. Um, I'm going to see this now, because I think Hobson missed something, but um, which is insane, but survivor series this is you need to know this about survivor series of 2019 is the main event is Shayna baszler beating um i this was pretty cool becky lynch and bailey um and it was basically an nxt versus uh, smackdown and raw event and this was all because they were going to put nxt on usa network to battle dynamite specifically and i thought that was great i think if it was nxt and raw the product would be so much better, but whatever. See, I disagree. I think that they should just be doing staged readings of the scripts of WCW Saturday Night from 1999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Leapfrog by the golfer yeah, Barry yeah. Darso. Barry Darso fully stands in the ring for 38 minutes and just goes, "There's nothing. Th- this is what they told me to do. Sonny Ono stands in the ring and says, in off mic, you can't do this to me. I'm a human being. And uh, Dusty Rhodes says, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tito Santana is being paid by the company, but has never appeared on television nor uh, knows where his checks are coming from. <laughs> a dog shows up and Brian Nobbs shoots it with a gun reflexively and says, it's been nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, and, now, and now to treat this the way Hogan treats wives. And they're like, wait, what are you talking about? He's like, you'll understand in about 15 years. <laughs> you know what that's the end of 2019 john yeah let's sum up 2019 really quickly vince mcmahon has fully succumbed to dementia he is a bad person and i don't care for him as a human being dylan got loves him dylan got is emulating him in every way dylan got when dylan got got married he said to his wife treat me like man treats um her, the workers and dylan's wife said what and then dylan just full cried because he's a bitch you're a bitch but it's it's an interesting point where it's like Vince McMahon could totally at this point hand the reins pretty much to three different people, put his hands behind his head and be like, I make money doing nothing now. Five hour work oh, week. Of toots, he but instead he's on the 750 hour work week still. And his ideas have morphed from, hey, why don't we get this guy who nobody pays attention to and everyone undervalues in wrestling who is in Rocky and give him the title and I'll make a media empire um, have morphed into, hey, I've got a restaurant idea. I'll roll this bologna and stick it up my butt so it's hot and then I'll eat it when it's covered in this chocolate that my body produces. And people in TV are like, that's brilliant. Here's $250 million. I don't think that, again, I don't I don't think they said, oh, it's brilliant. I think they said, I think they said, hey, we need to own this at some point. This fucking idiot is going to give us a giant door in which we can uh, open that opportunity. But, of course, knowing Dylan, he doesn't understand business the way I do and the listeners do because Dylan's a bad Yeah, this guy man. understands business. What? I said, you understand business? I certainly do. That's why I'm, I'm wearing a full suit right now with my dick out. I got my dick out, and I'm thinking of you. Thinking of you, Dylan. But what I'm, say- <laughs> what I'm saying is, quite honestly, I think it's pretty cool that TV started with wrestling, and it's literally dying with wrestling. I think that's pretty... Pretty I mean, fucking pretty cool. fucking. I great, think that's yeah. pretty full circle. Uh, we're gonna get into 2020 right after this message from us, the same one we always play. Oh hi everyone! I think you're all wondering, 
Does Dylan use condoms? No. And that's why you need to donate to Patreon, because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase, risky cream pie. (laughs) And you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. Oh, we have come so far, Dylan. It's the year that we're actually living in, 2020. What happened? <laughs> we're going to review also the next... 12 days of the year and predict what yeah, happens. Yeah, we're going to predict. Uh, by the way, uh, if you're Triple H, sleep with one eye open on Christmas Day because Vince McMahon has mm-hmm. full Alzheimer's and he thinks you're a toilet, which means he thinks you're a woman. <laughs> you got to throw out muscular Hitlers in the bedroom. Yeah. I'm going to go consult him on what Ooh, a good car to drive. Finally, it's going to be me and Paul are going to combat in the way I've always wanted Take 10 Cialis each and see who dies. <laughs> so this is the interesting. Royal Rumble takes place, obviously, this year. The guy who won the Royal Rumble was Drew McIntyre, and he pointed to the WrestleMania sign, um, but for some reason, uh, that sign started coughing. Yeah, yeah. B- Drew McIntyre pointed to the WrestleMania sign. Vince McMahon looked at the monitor, looked at Bruce, and went, call a wet market. And then he was like, what? And I said, figure it out. <laughs> Vince McMahon, while watching this, started eating a bat sandwich and was like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he just really was like, wait a minute, this guy has an accent? And they're like, yeah, he's been with the company for like like two different times for long stretches. And he was like, shut it down. And they were like, we can't shut it down. The fans were really like, and he said, shut it down. Again, and again, shows some good booking, by the way. Paul Heyman, still in charge of Raw at this point. That ends quite suddenly. And Bruce Pritchard's been put in charge of both programs. Um, and Royal Rumble was done amazingly. It was so satisfying for all the fans. Brock Lesnar was great in the Royal Rumble. It was the only thing... In the w- Oh, I watched this Royal Rumble, actually. I watched it with a friend of the show, Mike Lawrence. Um, it was the only thing that was fun um, of, the, um, of the wrestling product in a few years. Like it was, it was a fun Royal Rumble, all of that sort of stuff. It set up for what was going to be an okay WrestleMania, probably. Um, and instead, what happened was the coronavirus, where businesses tried to adjust. Everyone shut down except for one fucking guy, which was Vince McMahon, who said, I don't give a shit. The only disease that um, I can't abide is laziness. This breeds laziness. Fuck you. Yeah. So, but this is interesting, this Rumble, because they're finally pretty much doing what the, they're begrudgingly, well, not they're begrudgingly doing what the fans want, but they're, what Vince McMahon wants and what the um, audience wants intersect, where it's like the audience starts liking Drew McIntyre and Vince goes, what? A muscular man? Who's hot? Who's naughty? Who's, is he naughty? Dare I say, hotty? <laughs> um, and he's like, I'll fucking do it. If you guys want to, I'll do it. And the fans go, yeah, fine. Yeah, do it. And then he basically is like, Drew McIntyre is going to go over solidly on everyone. And he is going to beat Brock Lesnar solidly, Batista versus Triple H style, double stamp erase it. This guy is just better than this other guy. No shenanigans right in the middle of the ring. And the coronavirus gets in the way of Drew McIntyre, which sucks, man, because he really he was in he was in 3MB. He has this big 
it's the it's one of those weird things where I feel bad for him, but he's also a millionaire who's jacked, so I shouldn't feel that bad I for mean, him. I feel but bad like for him he didn't get his fucking crowning moment. But here's the thing is he 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 weirdly actually was lucky about the coronavirus because he's he's the champ again because they're like, "Well, he shows up for work and he doesn't complain like a bitch." Um as opposed to every other champion, here's what would have happened. He would have beaten Brock Lesnar as we all knew he was going to at WrestleMania, then he would have had a match with Kane somehow. And then Vince would have been like, he's not drawing. And they're like, well, it's because you've made him look like a bag of shit. And he's like, I said he's not drawing. Don't you forget? Don't you remember when I had Hulk Hogan and all I did was have him wrestle Kane? And they were like, that never happened. He was like, I don't know who I am now. Am I Jesus? Uh, instead, the coronavirus happens. Dylan's favorite time because he finally got to do what he always loved. Give up on himself and eat sour cream in front of his wife. SC, baby. I played The Witcher and I fucked everyone in The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Dylan videotaped him playing The Witcher and he was naked and he kept just being like, my goal in this game is to get this fucking Baron Von, whatever the fuck the guy's name is, naked as well. Yeah, I kept on being like, you know what the bat problem with this game is? And my wife would be like, what? And I'd be like, I can't pause the sex scenes to press my mushroom up against the fucking TV. I just have to like jump at the TV and it's really like, I'm really gonna break the tv because i want to like fuck the screen while i fuck in the game for those of you that don't know video games are great and they're like oh what a technical achievement and then you get to any love storyline and then it's always like <laughs> written by an incel who's like and then the guy long dicks the girl yeah, yeah. no kissing stare at camera sound of boot coming out of mud puddle one soft kiss and then immediately she turns around and presents herself as they do on the national geographic documentaries i you guessed it master yeah, yeah, i know what one. you're all thinking in this sex scene what happens is is that it's it's discovered that marty Gennetti was right and what he wanted to do to his stepdaughter was totally cool jesus <laughs> as women always do she he respects the fact that his sword is big and I, it's not an analogy for anything it's literally about how cool his sword is with all these plus fire points on it but anyway then he's about to john shoot his shut the fuck up john he yells soup (laughs) yes it is he yelled goop uh charlotte flair won the women's rumble which is funny because now with the men they're like we're giving someone a chance and with the women's they're like not happening (laughs) fuck you yeah what's that fans what's that fans eat 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 our ass the coronavirus happens and vince mcmahon fires a bunch of people makes a bunch of money and is a bag of shit go ahead dylan I was going to say, wrestling is so much more fun when we get to talk about someone they're trying to make a star. Like, remember in 93, 94, where it's like, ooh, they were going with Brett, but then they wanted to go with Lex Luger. And it's just like, they went with Roman Reigns, and since um, they're untouchable now, and they are wrestling, they just kept on doing Again, it. but I don't think that they are wrestling. 2020, and we can talk about this now, 2020 is the year that Vince McMahon, the man obsessed with competition, just doesn't compete with AEW. AEW is on track A&W has beat Raw in the ratings, in the demos, in all important aspects in this year. I don't know if they're more better than Raw. They've they've certainly beat NXT, and I think no, no, no. Kind of as of this recording last week, they beat Raw. Well, okay. So what I'm gonna say is the what they're doing. I think as far as Vince going to have like an AEW quote unquote war is really smart. Where. He's not putting Raw or SmackDown directly up against AEW. He's putting NXT up against AEW, which is so good because it doesn't expose either of their two major brands, being Raw or SmackDown. So if NXT loses, that's fine. And if NXT beats AEW, then it's like you couldn't even beat our fucking third brand. I think that's brilliant. No, it's not brilliant. You're you're competing with them, but you're not exposing yourself. I'm going to say it a fucking again. 
And if you don't fucking listen to me, I'm coming to Toronto and I'm going to slap that fucking eclair out of your ear because you love eclair so much you're putting them in your ears and not hearing me. The rate, the number of people that watched AEW is more than the number of people that watched Monday Night Raw on every metric as of the week of this recording, as of the week of December the fucking 19th. That's the day we recorded it. The Six days ago, AEW Dynamite beat monday night raw that is that is really stupid because again if because vince is he's letting he should have let it just run unopposed because then going we're sharing the audience so then if that happens he can go oh look they it's just my audience goes to watch their show as well now what the aw can say is we beat your flagship show and we beat the show that you put up against us no aw didn't lose they beat them they almost lost no aw won is what I'm saying. No, I mean, that's what I mean. Raw Raw almost lost to AEW, but it didn't. Oh, it hasn't happened. Okay, so... It- Raw lost to AEW in the 18-34 to 34 demo. Oh. Which is what, obviously, is the most coveted demo, which is why everyone would write for you that uh, AEW beat Raw. It's probably just what they always do, where they're trying to stir shit. Anyone on the internet, whatever. But anyway, February 8th, the XFL is still alive, baby. And uh, they have a fucking sponsorship with Bush, uh, with Anheuser Busch, Budweiser. They're fucking Vin- opening. Vince is Vince is killing. Vince is a lot making sure that all frogs survive in Greenwich, Connecticut, for some reason, because he, he mm-hmm. thinks those Budweiser frogs are real. What a reference that yeah. is. <laughs> he thinks the Budweiser frogs run the company, yeah. so he's always wearing a suit and saying hi to frogs. Because that that actually checks out for the uh, Alzheimer's, but. It averaged, the XFL did, 3.0 million million viewers in its first week and dipped to 1.5 million for the fifth and final week. But, I mean, this time you can't really blame the XFL for folding completely. What I enjoy about this is that Dylan Gott was 100% right. He he predicted the success of the XFL initially, and he was so right, which is people like football, they don't give a fuck. And Vince has just gone, hey, remember football? And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, here you go. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, it's what happened with 21 Jump Street, the movie. Hear me out, guys. Is that 21 Jump Street, the movie, really drew a line in the sand where you don't even need to be faithful to the brand. It's just as long as people know a brand beforehand, it's better than having to teach them what a brand is. So even though the XFL is one of the biggest flops in sports history, one of the biggest flops in television history, just the fact that people remember the XFL is good enough to give it a reboot because people already know Such what it is. Such a fucking good point. You don't have to explain what the XFL is to someone. The XF- Oh, you mean like the football with the nicknames on their jersey? I'd watch that. Like it's totally a Do fucking- you remember He Hate Me only as a thing and not actually who that is? Yes. Yeah. Welcome aboard. And fine. And that's great. And you can do zany things like we were talking about. Everyone gets a gun. No one gets a gun. There's alligators in the middle of the field. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, man. I want, I think that we could pitch and sell the league, which is one player has a gun. You don't know who it is, but 100%. he has a full. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a shotgun. Could be a handgun. You'll only find out if you get on the field. Well, it's like, okay, cool. You, if we score three touchdowns in a quarter, uh, then you have to just like tame this lion or kill the lion that's the halftime show you have to fight a lion at halftime the xfl i mean yeah welcome to abc we are owned by disney every night is dancing with uh a person who's literally on fire wait what the fuck and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. 
People have been inside for too long, and we've lost our fucking minds. Welcome to Comedy Central. The show is just f- us fully watching Dalmarera do heroin. In 2019, we talked about how the XFL actually stayed out of the way of AAF franchises. Like, they would actually not put their teams where the AAF teams were, which is not what Vince McMahon does with wrestling. Here's another thing Vince McMahon doesn't do with wrestling, which is he basically shuts down the XFL and pays out every single player their salary. Now, they those people obviously make a lot less than the wrestlers do, but that's still like a good public relations move and something that Vince McMahon would yeah, never I still, fucking I still, do. There was a shitload of lawsuits all of a sudden. I, f- I still feel like we don't have the full straight dope on what happened with the XFL. Something, there was... Some- of course not. It just happened. Yeah, like something... There is an aspect to that story that he has hidden, and I don't know what it is, but I know we will find out one day, and it will be muy caliente. Well, that's the thing about this stuff is, like, we can really just recount what happened and then give our opinion on it. Versus, like, there is entire podcasts about what type of shirt Bret Hart was wearing during the Montreal Screwjob. Like, every single part. Uh, of it was stuff gray was and it was sweaty. Also, fun fact, I think Bret was in on the Montreal Screwjob. Oh, okay. Uh, April 10th. This is fun. April 10th, 2020. COVID has started. The WWE, by the, t- by the way, never, ever, ever stopped doing... Like, every post-sport was like, when do we come back? Should we come back? And... Vince McMahon was like, we're taping nine weeks of television tomorrow, um, and you're doing nine ladder matches, Seth Rollins. If you die, it's your fault. I'll shoot you myself. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, can I get a list of the people that have worked for the company the longest that the fans love? Yep. Those people, fire them first. Wait, why? And he's like, I said, fire them first. Because Vince McMahon never stopped, ever stopped making nine hours of television a week he never stopped Vince McMahon never stopped making nine hours of television and also never stopped making sure that he was making an older wrestler uncomfortable and he finally had that opportunity to fire gerald briscoe fuck you jerry go back to your body shop oh by the way this is when um vince mcmahon would go into the same florida hospital every week and just full-on say uh i'd like to tell you something and then the nurse would be like what is it i'm kind of busy right now as you can see there's a pandemic and then he would just lick the floor for a minute while looking her in the eyes he'd be like and he'd go not real no mask haha and then leave and then every week contract the coronavirus nearly die and never tell him yeah again and by the way they've had a rampant amount of outbreaks of coronavirus a bunch of different people have been fired or let yeah. go um Never a, a lot of whom I guarantee it's never been like it's never been said, oh, because they wouldn't come to work because of the coronavirus. But like there was huge speculation that Roman Reigns was going to be let go because Roman Reigns had leukemia and eight kids and a pregnant wife and was just like, uh, I'm not coming to Florida to tape your TV. And it's like, OK, well, go to AEW then, you little bitch. Like it's so cr- like the only reason we have a heel Roman Reigns is because Vince McMahon, I guarantee, thinks that's punishment and, for, and somehow convinced Paul Heyman to be with him. So this is really good. Because April 10th, 2020, this is how you know something super fucked up is about to happen, is they published their first annual WWE Community Impact Report, which is literally just them being like, and we gave money to this uh, this charity, oh, yeah. and we gave money to this charity. So it's just like, hey, we're about to, um, we've come in, we have actually bought and will use some uh, portable nukes to destroy countries that won't let our air t- wrestling in them, so... Um, Here's, but we did give money to the Susan B. Coleman Foundation. Anyway, uh, 
Bratislava is no longer on the map. <laughs> yeah, I hope that none of you liked Puerto Rico because I just did an old vengeance for Frank Goodish. You never liked Bruiser Brody. <laughs> uh, mm. uh, yeah, it's also, by the way, this was all done uh, also because in, in this point, Vince is also uh, positioning himself to be an important asset industry to Florida, so he's never shut down. It's true. He's like, basically, Fox is like, your ratings are low. And then Vince McMahon was like, the world could be on fire and someone could have my daughter hostage and I would still produce SmackDown. And then Fox is like, I love you. <laughs> Him and Rupert Murdoch did uh, had sex, but they were somehow both tops. They convinced each other. Yeah, they, but by that, I mean, I don't think, I think what actually happened was probably uh, Vince just did this, and then Rupert Murdoch was like, wait, that's still on the air? And then he was just like, uh, yeah, uh, but don't worry, we, we own Fox News. And there's no way that the there's no way that the right wing people can get crazier and watch something else besides our programming. And he's like, well, thank God for that. Uh oh, SpaghettiOs. Yeah, they never stop. Like John said, they've had numerous coronavirus outbreaks and have never stopped. Wrestling just flat out is not held to the same standard as any other part of entertainment. There are wrestling journalists, but they all have weird faces. So no one really pays attention to what they say. <laughs> Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, because you're not paying attention to Brian Alvarez. You're not paying attention to a guy that's just like, but could you? Like you're like, David Bixenspan is one of the most knowledgeable journalists I've ever heard, but when you see a picture of him, you're like, I mean, I'm not taking advice from this guy who just got out of grade eight. Yeah, like, the like thing, I'm not doing it. I really like Ariel, Ariel Hawani, but his voice and face, just you want to throw a brick at him. Like You just you just want to be like, oh, shut <laughs> up. And you're like, I'm like, you're so good at your fucking stupid job because you're so stupid. They have uh, WrestleMania is two nights, and honestly, I think that should be how it is. No, it should be a three-hour show. No, man, I love the idea of having it be two nights because everyone in every year is like, hey, I really loved NXT. NXT was better than WrestleMania. It's like, yeah, because that's the first three-hour thing you watched, and then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to not watch three hours of it anymore. Like, whatever show you watch first. I, I, I just disagree. I didn't like this. I didn't like that they did it. I mean, of course I watched the fucking stupid Undertaker match. It's also like, why did they... Like, By the way, the Undertaker's not retired. Like, The other thing is like Vince McMahon loses the Undertaker this year. Makes that incredibly uncomfortable fucking appearance, bringing him to the ring when the Undertaker finally retires. Like, oh, this year is such a fucking nightmare. I also hate the last ride of the Undertaker because I got into a big fight with my wife while I was watching one episode, and it sticks in my craw. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that. I mean, that would affect things. Night one ends with the Boneyard match. That's where AJ's. That's where Dylan and I full jack off because they call "Welcome to the Boneyard" when yeah. we do it, baby. Yeah, right, Dylan. Right. Yeah. Buried him and uh, the Undertaker buried AJ Styles in some soft hogs. That was the punishment there. Braun Strowman beat Goldberg for the WWE uh, Universal Championship, but no one watched, um, which sucks because once again, they crown champions in both um, Raw and SmackDown. Strowman and Drew McIntyre gets his moment where he beats Brock Lesnar. They have not figured out how to do wrestling really in front of no audience. They hadn't figured out the Thunderdome thing and to just straight up be like, um, we're going to make this like a sitcom and just pipe in booze and cheers. So exactly what happens, what, sorry, what we want happens and it makes it way easier to do what we want. Cause what, cause like this is also what Vince has always wanted where it's like, it's just what he, not Vince, but like, no, no, what he wants Vin to happen just happens. 
Because it's like, there's no one to be like, that sucks. It's just like, just fucking, here you go. Fuck off. Yeah. It's again, but the one thing I will say about this that's so fun is it took them, it took them way longer than it should have to realize you're going to need to, you're ne- going to need to monitor the Thunderdome because when they had the Thunderdome at first, so many Benoit's, so many Benoit's, so many AEW symbols, so many things of the Young Bucks. Like it's, I'm like, how they didn't immediately be like, okay, here's at least these things we're going to have to watch out for. April, the XFL is no more. Yeah, April the XFL is no more. I'm still mourning it. Yeah, Dylan has not stopped mourning it. So it's put up for sale, the league is, and began the process of seeking a buyer in order to maximize the value of assets and just pay off some creditors. Luck, who had returned home to Indiana, was fired from his position before the bankruptcy filing, and he, um, sorry, Jeffrey Pollock basically um, was fired and it was written incorrectly. Our apologies. He was fired March 13th, right before the bankruptcy. And that led to him suing McMahon for wrongful termination on April 21st. And then uh, Jeremy McDivitt showed up to his house and stabbed him in just in the Achilles. And he said, while you're on the floor, I have some advice for you. And then he suffocated him. And he's dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also throughout this entire year, Vince got incredibly difficult to look at on television. He continually fired people while knowing that the company was going into record profit. It was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, let's let's read it off here. I mean, they do have a lot of wrestlers, to be fair, but 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 19 people were fired. Drake Maverick was hired back. So that's 18 roster talent and 2, 4, 6 people backstage. So he fired 24 people in April. Yeah, it was really good. When it became clear that, like, because I know it was a million years ago, but there literally was thought when this thing first happened where it's like, yeah, it'll be a couple weeks and then we'll be back to normal. Because <laughs> people were literally like, no, it, that's, it can't last that long, can it? And uh, turns out it has. Yeah, it's, it's, it's lasted a lot longer than we all thought it was going to. Oh, yeah. Everyone will just stay inside and uh, it'll run its course. Yeah. Somehow we can. Remember that? Yeah. Well, that's what it, that's what has happened, by the way. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Everyone's just stayed inside, and uh, no one has a coronavirus anymore. Oh wait, no. There was a giant. <laughs> there was a giant. By the way, giant race war in the middle of this that I don't believe the WWE ever acknowledged. No, they did. Yeah, Vince McMahon came on television and went, "Oh, thank God, those police haven't been persecuted." Beep. <laughs> just beep here's what i'm gonna say i'm bringing back the big boss man he's dead get his corpse and then we're gonna beep 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 beep. (laughs) they by the way the month of june they just locked vince mcmahon in a trunk because he saw the george floyd video and went we got to do that on television and then they were just like "Uh uh-oh spaghettios yeah exactly george floyd okay can we bring him in as a baby face um do you know what happened uh what (laughs) then he was like oh no that's why vince mcmahon doesn't even do investor calls really anymore because he doesn't want to say anything he believes he's just reading off a piece of paper and then and then if he strays off the piece of paper even to be like i'm parched for water someone literally punches him in the face i mean i mean i 100 percent guarantee you he still thinks he is doing investor calls (laughs) <laughs> yeah they they just aren't there's just a giant ruse and then they're like we're the investors well, no they're just it. not having the investors on that call like i guarantee like the undertaker retirement was the first moment where i was like oh we're vince is dead soon i'm Vin- i give vince McMahon five more years of life he's he's entered to that old man phase where you're like jesus Christ, just go sit down you fucking asshole like he's so he looks 
fucked up. Like he. Well, that's what happens. That's what happens when you get old. Is it's like they say the uh, that your mortality rate doubles every seven years after you're thirty, and then when you're sixty-five, like as soon as you turn sixty-five, it pretty much fucking falls off a cliff exponentially each year. So there's gonna be a moment where Vince McMahon starts looking ooh boy, but I mean. Maybe he's going to hang out with Norman Lear and just be doing fucking jumping jacks when he's 100. I mean, yeah, but Norman Lear also isn't, like, waking up yelling at 30 people. Like, the thing with Norman Lear is Norman Lear basically was like, the year was 1979, and I realized I had more money than Jesus Christ, so now it's time to sit on a beach and occasionally go to Russia inexplicably. As opposed to Vince McMahon, who's like, I'm going to, as I get older, I'm going to do more jobs at my company because if I'm doing the job, someone else can't do the job, and that's good. <laughs> so, May 20th, the XFL made its first actions toward resuming operations by asking authorities in St. Louis, Houston, and Seattle to reinstate stadium lease agreements that had previously been attempting to discharge in the bankruptcy. May 26th, court filings in the XFL bankruptcy case revealed key dates surrounding the possible sale of the league. As part of the bankruptcy document, McMahon agreed to not buy back the XFL. The deadline to file as a bidder was set for July 30th. The auction was scheduled to take place August 3rd, with the sale hearing set for August 7th at 10 a.m. However, court documents, which were made public on July 28th, 2020, revealed the XFL would not sell unless they successfully negotiated a new broadcasting agreement, the XFWCWL. Yeah, welcome to the X. The, welcome to XFLECW, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Heyman's going to come out and give a speech about how much he loved the XFL. It's the welcome to XFL one night stand. <laughs> also, June eleventh, Paul Heyman steps down as the executive director of Raw and is replaced by Bruce Pritchard. So now Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard ride again. Bruce Pritchard is in charge of five hours of television a yeah, week. Bruce Pritchard's two jobs are to bring a multitude of handguns to TV every week to shoot the coronavirus and to oversee all television. And I know what you're thinking. Has the WWE television gotten any better? I don't know. I haven't really been watching it, but according to the internet, no. <laughs> It's still happening. Like there's no there's no difference anywhere because they like you said they never like we have said for a million years they they stopped really trying to put anyone above the WWE brand years ago. So there's no reason anything will change because it's the same thing. You're doing the same show over and over again. Now you should say this: um, Stephanie McMahon is pretty much done with the company, which is why Bruce Pritchard gets to run the whole thing. Yeah, Stephanie McMahon. I assume because the women came to prominence and Stephanie was against that, she moves over into basically being in charge of giving money to charities right before Vince does something fucking crazy. She's trying to pivot off of basically being associated with this company full stop, and she needs like 10 years of doing charity stuff to like pivot into politics or whatever she wants to. Yeah, it's so... Like, I don't even know how the fuck that happened. People just fucking rebrand. Now that Donald Trump was the president of the United States, you can do whatever you want. Stephanie McMahon's going to run NASA somehow. I mean, what's so funny about the whole Donald Trump being the president of the United States thing is it's that's about to get real fucking nuts as well. We'll review that. Here's my review. Uh-oh. Yeah, here's my review of the next four years of that guy. Oh, God. Oh, my na- Oh, you mean the fact that he's, he's probably just literally going to be like, yeah, 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 don't worry, Joe, you, you won the presidency. I'm just going to be like sitting at this desk for four years. Not getting up, and you're gonna have to like beat me up. What is good about it is a couple of things. One of which is is that I still maintain. I still think he's gonna have to. He's gonna have a lot of trials. That's all I think is gonna happen. Here's my favorite thing. August second, there someone bit out a pony last night, and the consortium woo 
was led by Dwayne the Rock Johnson, baby. He buys the XFL for fifteen million dollars. This is the XFL is going to come back. The XFL is going to be great because the Rock owns it. So now it's not even like it's not even associated with Vince McMahon anymore. And the Rock alone has more Instagram, more Twitter. Every metric is more successful than the WWE. So literally, they're. I, they are now associated with something more successful than professional wrestling itself, the brand of Dwayne Johnson. I still maintain that on the first day of the XFL, The Rock is going to rip off his face, and it's going to be Vince, and he's just going to go, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, The Rock will probably, like, honestly, the XFL will probably end up where it should have been, which is like, oh, who coaches the Miami team? Oh, The Rock does. Okay. Well, then who coaches the New York team? Tony Soprano. Wait a minute, James Gandolfini's dead. Yeah, we got a look alike. Yeah, yeah. We got the guy from Tony the opening Soprano. the Anthony show that used to just call in and pretend to be James Gandolfini. That guy's the coach now. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Baba Bowie's the coach of <laughs> New York, and um, <laughs> the coach of Philadelphia is all the fans that cheered when Michael Irvin broke his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, who's uh, who's coaching Los Angeles? Oh, it's um. Uh, it's just a bunch of uh, it's just a bunch of guys that are in MS13 because if you do actually any research into that gang, um, all Americans, nothing to do with any sort of immigrant population. That's just a <laughs> lot, that, and that's a, that's just a lie perpetrated by Trump. So the coach of the Boston team is Conor McGregor, but he also has to do uh, six lines of coke, and that they do that instead of the coin toss, as if he can't do six lines right in a row then the other team gets the ball first but if he does do six lines in a row then boston gets the ball first so that's that's actually how it is and there's also a team in mexico city and they are run by you guessed it the guy who plays pablo escobar and narcos yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a good league you will not believe who the coach of uh, the toronto xfl team is you guessed it rob ford's dead body that's right everybody <laughs> yeah the bloated dead body of Rod, of Rob a chattering Ford. skeleton of a man who died of cancer of the fat, or was just smothered to death by his own brother who wanted to be premier of an Ontario. I'm an American newscaster. I don't know what Ontario or premier means. Welcome to the XFL, everybody. Welcome to the XFL. You guessed it. Who's the coach of Chicago? That's right. It is a. It is Rob Blagonovich, the former governor who tried to sell Barack Obama's seat. Welcome to the XFL. My name is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's friend. I am fully naked. So SummerSlam happens August 23rd. They claim a virtual audience, WWE does, of 1,000 people. So they sold, I guess, sold 1,000 people tickets to, like, watch this over Zoom. And my favorite thing here is that something that started happening, we don't have official dates on this, of course, but something that does happen, which is so obvious that it's going to happen, is when they start doing the Thunderdome where they have virtual audience members. Mm -hmm. um, something that happens is uh, people start putting up pictures of Chris Benoit. Yeah, we already covered... I already said this. I said this moments ago. Is as soon as they did the Thunderdome, I couldn't believe that they couldn't figure out that this was... Uh, this was that everyone was going to do yeah, that. Immediately. Because I remember this show being one where they were like... Because they actually started being like, oh, okay, well, we're going to do... And then it's like, oh, we better monitor this. I'm like, how did you not have a moderator? Which is another clear example that Vince McMahon was like okay get the cameras on and go well because again and again the thing that's the most fascinating about this ever and Dylan if you interrupt me one more time I swear to god you're getting a kiss uh is the fact that Bruce Pritchard is back in power and Bruce Pritchard if you can tell a lot by wrestling because wrestling is the weird thing where no one's good at comedy but everyone thinks they're good at comedy so it's a place where it's like you'll know what people are actually doing 
when you hear the jokes made about them and the jokes that are always made about Bruce Pritchard is he kisses Vince's ass. And if you look at the WWE when he takes off both takes over both the shows, that's what basically happens is Vince is just sort of like, we're going to do this. And Bruce is like, that's a great idea. I don't know. Probably, I guess, whatever. <laughs> oh, this is uh, SummerSlam's Ray Young's last part in the company. Um, she's obviously done with the company now and posted that she got COVID on Twitter and WWE was mad about that, which basically shows that they're not probably releasing a lot of the people that have COVID. They're like not even, not, I don't mean releasing like, I mean like they're not being 100% honest with everyone that got COVID. They're just being like, oh, the 20 people did. And that's their like, that's probably their soft number. Yeah, it's they got it's they definitely do. She's also pregnant and is like it's just so fucking. She left be she left because she left because Becky Lynch got pregnant and Vince McMahon hated that, but he couldn't fire Becky Lynch. So I guarantee she was like, "Hey, I want to start a family," and he was like, "Get the fuck out." <laughs> and honestly, like you don't really want to be painted with the wrestling brush for your whole career, and they're not gonna like Vince McMahon. Also runs a. 1930s studio where renee young's name is actually renee paquette which is not hard to spell phonetically but vince mcmahon was like oh your last name's young because if it's not a bit irish people will spit at their television i know what i'm talking about i was in a flying machine yesterday yeah it's you're 100 right well like what it is is it's basically like also like renee young is just a sports journalist who got a job mm-hmm yeah, she's a sp- very talented sports broadcaster versus, uh oh Yeah, versus the rest of the people that he's hired, which is basically like a guy that was a war reporter and then a bunch of people that are just like, I hurt my neck. And Vince was like talking to this fucking microphone. And then Mauro Ronaldo, who's great. <laughs> but for but JBL. Yeah. Made like, him. But I mean, Mauro Ronaldo is actually, kind of, I've, I've met Mauro Ronaldo outside of wrestling and he's kind of a cunt. I'll be very honest. Really? How did you meet him? He judged a comedy competition. He just got blitzed the whole time, and it was for like ten G's, and he just was hammered. He was like, "I like the guy that said cunt." <laughs> that everyone was Wait like, "Wait a minute, I'm what comedy competition was this?" Stand up and bite me. He judged stand up and bite me. Yeah, because it was through um, bite TV. Yeah, bite TV, and bite TV was uh, linked with the Fight Network. Of course it was. And Mauro Ronaldo would do commentary for the old like Noah tapes and stuff. So they would just get any judge they could for free. Mauro got fucking ripped and then was like, I give 10 to this guy and then this guy. And he was like, everyone was fucking pissed because, you know, him for him, it's nothing. But for us, it was like fucking 10 G's and we're all like 22. We we're pissed. Yeah. But didn't Bobby end up winning that? Did Bobby end up win that year? I don't know. Anyway, I'll tell you what we didn't win. Or, sorry, we did win. September, this is where it gets real good. Yeah. Vince McMahon, it's a pandemic. He's going to fire people during a pandemic. Of course he is. Honestly, (laughs) whatever. You can justify that. I mean, it's fucking heartless considering they're still making money, but Vince McMahon's a heartless guy. Here's where it gets real good. Vince McMahon learned what Twitch was, and he learned what OnlyFans was, and he fucking was like, you guys can't make any fucking money. Oh, yes. I forgot about this. This is phenomenal. Paige was allowed to keep her Twitch channel basically because she broke down. Um, I think up, up, down, down still available. Zelina Vega fully quit over this. I mean, a few people have fully quit over this. The biggest thing about this was this also rose the this drew the ire of one Andrew Yang. 
Yeah, I mean, Vince McMahon, uh, Andrew Yang tweeted, we'll see if that happens. He is a goddamn fucking piece of shit fucking politician, you know what I mean? He is, but the thing is, is in the end, Vince McMahon is, a, is an ally of Trump, and this is a way to get a fucking ally of Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the end, Vince McMahon was a huge financial donor to Trump, and it's, again, one of those things where it's like, time to fucking cut that fucking guy's legs out from under him. He, let's do it. Dylan? Dylan, did it cut? Oh, there you go. You're back. Um, so I, I do think that this is going to happen. This is fucking crazy. And this, what it is, is it's literally Vince just is the whole reason that they're doing this is they want to try and put this on the network so that you'll have to have the WWE network to interact with their stars. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I will say this. I am excited for WWE to have an OnlyFans section of their website. Yeah, it's <laughs> called Vince McMahon's like... house. Like, I guarantee, like, Vince, like, I, who keeps leaking all the fappening videos? Oh, it's Vince. Vince. <laughs> I guarantee there's a section of the WWE, of WWE Network where it's, like, their OnlyFans, but it's what Vince thinks it should be, and it's just Sable. It's just Sable, like going to the bathroom and she's like is that a camera and then it cuts yeah, off it's just a table going to the bathroom while holding some money <laughs> yeah it's a bunch of the rockers pranks or as we now know it uh criminal evidence yeah, yeah, yeah. that then gets Shawn michaels put away for 600 years and marty Jannetty oddly exonerated wait a minute i just went to sleep cool um it's Shawn Michaels wearing a wig saying, Marty did this. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the thing with... Um, Marty's doing this, not Shawn. Yeah, yeah. The thing with uh, Marty Jannetty has, is basically employed by Vince McMahon that anytime Vince... Vince uses Marty like a fucking open mic night. And he's just like, Marty. That's very funny. Marty, say this. Oh, I guess people don't like it when you want to fuck your daughter. And he was like, I had to say stepdaughter, Vince, because even that made me uncomfortable. Marty, you shut your fucking mouth, Marty. <laughs> Oh, um, October, this is their third quarter results in 2020. 19% increase, $35.3 million increase. Revenue is up 221 million to 221 yeah. million. I just fired a, they fired 24 fired people. A shitload of people so he could oh, yeah. record profit. Operating income, it, it's because they're up because, and this is another thing people talk about, but it's like, Running out of the performance center, basically running as a, which is so funny that they're doing this because Vince McMahon fucking hates studio wrestling and now he's a studio wrestling company. Yeah, but he doesn't count it as studio wrestling in that hilarious way where he's like, no, no, it's not. But this is the most profitable studio wrestling video, sorry, studio wrestling organization in the history of mankind now because house shows cost them money, but they just want the basically as dress rehearsals to get in front of a live crowd. But since everyone on the roster is a, is a veteran now, it's like, they don't fucking need those extra reps in the house shows to like learn their character or whatever. Just do it in the ring. Fucking press the button that says cheer. We're off. I don't, I'd be honestly shocked if it's like the chance to see WWE in front of crowds is now like for pay-per-views. And basically, we just do everything out of the performance center because people just react the way we want anyway. And then if someone, let's say, boos a, he a baby face we like, then, uh, oh, that was an isolated thing. Back to the fucking performance center where we can just press the cheer button and then reprogram the crowd to love them. Again. You're right, except for the AEW of it all. AEW will go on the road because that is a... that is AEW will, yeah. AEW will go on the road and Vince will not abide by... AEW being on the road and he not being on the road. Um, November, 
Netflix announces a groundbreaking documentary with The Ringer. It will Netflix is no, it's not. It's going to be a big back rub for Vince. It's honestly going to be a lot of that first episode we had way back then. It'll be a lot about Vince McMahon's horrible childhood, and it'll be like, well, that. So there'll be like two episodes of horrible childhood, and then four of like. (laughs) Covered up 90 murders, but you'll be like remembering the horrible childhood so much. You'll be like, well, of course he covered but up. I actually think that this is a bad, like Vince, Vince isn't smart doing this because all it's going to do is it's going to rev up. The, there is a huge machine out there that is waiting for Vince to be like, I'm not that bad. And then everyone's going to be like, uh, yeah, you are like a la Louis CK probably would have maybe gotten away with jacking off in front of people. If he hadn't okay. released a movie called, I love you, daddy about a daughter and father oh yeah yeah people forget that part and he lost all his own money too that's crazy yeah i mean i don't feel that bad for him i didn't say i felt bad i said that's crazy no no no, dylan we all we got we we figured it out by implication how you felt the only words that go in this mouth are fucking when girls call their poontang is words you know what i mean (laughs) don't try and put words in my mouth is what i meant november 20th vince settles a 39 million pound lawsuit Filed by the city of Warren, Michigan. <laughs> I don't know. It was written weird. Sorry. Warren, pause, Michigan. Yeah. Police and fire retirement system, because that's right. The police and fire retirement uh, invested a bunch of money in WWE stock because of money they received for the Saudi Arabia deal. So he misled uh, the firemen and policemen who are literally the most, like, policemen are whatever, obviously. But firemen pretty universally loved and just misled the... <laughs> yeah, it's so good. On purpose, too. Just like in fucking billions. It's great. Well, I'm Vince McMahon. I'm a bad guy. That's what that... Like, this podcast should be called Welcome Welcome to the Thunderdome if the Thunderdome is a place where you learn about a businessman who's the worst. I will say this. It's not like Vince McMahon was like, I'm going to mislead people. I'm going to bullshit about the uh saudi arabia deal uh why are you gonna do that vince just to make more money no to take money from firemen and police officers and he laughed out a window i was supposed to have a haircut that tuesday in september and those firemen and policemen made a big mess of lower manhattan and i wasn't able to get my haircut that week and i ended up looking <laughs> on television there was some sort of event where a plane went into a tower and a bunch of firemen were there why are you disrupting traffic i need a haircut yeah. so uh, ever since that September 11, 2001, I've had it out for firemen. I've been looking for my vengeance. My vengeance is now. <laughs> Whoa, that's fun stuff. I don't think it was pounds, by the way. I think that, yeah, it was $39 million US, which at the same time is pretty much the same. Yeah, 39, 39 million pounds of my ass. There you go. November 22nd, this happened two months ago. The Undertaker finally retires. No one cared. What he does is he lied down in the ring and then Vince McMahon says, one time for good old sake. And then he um, pissed in his mouth and shot him. That's true. <laughs> You're not going to go out jobbing to them. You're going to go jobbing to me. Shot twice. Pissed off. Came into this world. The w- You're going out of this world the way you came into it. Seeing my cum. And then Vince McMahon full jacked <laughs> off on The Undertaker. Yeah. By the way. The Vince McMahon fully believes The Undertaker is his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or The Undertaker is his dad. He's not really sure. Either way, I hate Vince McMahon. I hate this podcast that we had to do this. I'm excited for next week when we're <laughs> in years. 
Vince, I hate, I hate him. I want to stop it. I never want to talk. I'm so excited for next year when we can talk about Barry Horowitz and we don't have to do fucking multi-part episodes. I hope all of you are happy. All of you people that in March were like, I didn't think you guys would actually do it. Fuck all of you. We did it. Next week, full wrap up. We get to pick our top 10 years of Vince McMahon. Suck my dick. Best part of 2019 and 2020 is that they're about to be over and I don't have to think about them. Worst part, everything that ever happened. I cannot wait for the actual death of Vince McMahon and his shitty family. Fuck you. I will say this. I think the best part of either of these years is Roman Reigns as a heel. It's so insane that they did something that would go over so well in front of a live crowd finally when they had no live yeah, crowd. Yeah, it's very Roman good. Roman Reigns as a heel. It was like, hey, why don't we do that thing that people have been asking for? Uh, literally thousands of people have been asking for it for years. Let's do it when no one's watching. That's when I would Isn't do that it. insane? But yeah, I mean, the new Roman Reigns character is, is fucking great. Um, end of that SummerSlam or Survivor Series, sorry, was Roman Reigns beating Drew McIntyre, SmackDown champ versus Raw champ. And it was just a clean finish. And it was, it's fucking, it's just how wrestling, like, it's like they're doing logical wrestling things. It's just, they hated the crowd so much. <laughs> like, let's try and make no one show up to the event. And they've just been trying to do that so much. But then when finally people couldn't, they were like, now we can do what we want to do. Sensible wrestling. I hate him. And I hate you. Vince McMahon had a wild two years and he did what he knew how to do, which was fuck over longstanding unions and make a bunch of fucking money for himself in the process. We're going to be next next week with a wrap up of, for some reason, this long journey we did of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um, I'm Dylan Gott. That is John Hastings. Fuck all of you for listening. Thanks so much for listening. If you guys want to, subscribe to us, uh, if you don't already, on whatever podcast feed. This is such a fucking long episode. Whatever podcast fucking feed. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at Wrestler Review. We're on Patreon. We just dropped two, not one, but two fucking episodes. One on The Warlord, one on Hercules. So definitely subscribe. Five bucks gains you access to the feed. I have my own podcast coming out tomorrow called Remarkable Team. So check that out. First two goddamn episodes are up. I'm going to put a short fucking thing in the goddamn podcast feed. So it's got a dedicated thing so you guys all know where to get it. Thanks so much for listening. John's on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy. You guys are great. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully you got some holidays. Stack up the fucking turkey and put it in your butthole. Bye-bye.